Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, we are all welcome to the long-awaited season 5 of Publical Furnaces. In this season, we shall profile Nehemiah as a leader committed to the way of God. Nehemiah and every leader in the Lord's vineyard understood the gravity of entering covenants and making promises and commitment. He knew, and we also know, even today, that half-hearted commitment to God cannot do us well. Commitment to God's will helps us to record sources upon sources. That's why this, uh, in this season we are looking at Nehemiah. It works for Nehemiah, commitment to God, and it's working for every child of God today. Nehemiah, who was a core bearer of a king of Persia that trusted him, set out with the promise to God and he accomplished it. He set out to build the wall of Jerusalem out of commitment to God, not commitment to man, and out of compassion and courage. So to start this season, beloved, let us read Nehemiah 2.18. Nehemiah 2.18 is our key verse for this season. And it says, Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been upon me, and about my conversation with the king. They replied at once, Yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. Beloved, you will note some key points from this verse I've just read. Point number one. Nehemiah was able to personally attest to the fact that God was alive and working on his behalf. And more importantly, he had a back upon the project of building the wall of Jerusalem with divine sanction and authority. That is very crucial. Wherever we want to go, do we ask God as he asks us to do it? Point number two. Nehemiah's credential and his motivating message revived the spirit of the Jews to begin building the world despite the bizarre towns of influential men that, 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 that were opposed to the work that was supposed to be done. And this more they were already mentioned even in Ezra chapter 4, verse 7 to 33. So both Sambalat and Tobias had self-interest to protect. That's why they were opposing. They were not just opposing for the fun of it. They were governors in their own respective domain. For example, Sambalat was ruling. So we were in Samaria at that time. And so the work of Nehemiah and Co. were going to, according to them, affect them negatively. So that, began, that was the start of uh, the opposition. Point number three, quickly. Nehemiah, please, I want to urge us to read the preceding verses in the same chapter that I've just read, Nehemiah 2.18. Nehemiah connected with the art of followers before asking them to sacrifice their time and energy in rebuilding the world. In other words, he connected with the art, every rebuilder. A rebuilder essentially is somebody that comes along the way after a mess has been made. For example, Jerusalem was left in ruin. Or you are posted to a church that have and they have undergone some physical financial upheaval, and you are there, you are there to rebuild. So Nehemiah was a rebuilder. So he appealed to the sense of dignity, identity, and responsibility of the people that were he was approaching to assist him. That's the first thing he did. Not just to say, No, I've got the authority from King Atasis of Persia. Now you must do this and that and obey me. It wasn't like that. 
So as leaders in Christianity, do we appeal to the sense of dignity, identity, and responsibility of our followers before asking them to do something? That is my first question in this particular season. We must reflect upon it. Or we just command them because we bear rule over them by virtue of our ordination or letter of service in a particular denomination. Beloved, let us reflect on what we do to make people around us respond to the work given to us by God. It is very, very crucial so that the work of God do not suffer in our hands. If you recall the Nehemiah story, you will know that Jerusalem was left in ruin for, for long. Very, very, very long. So for Nehemiah's effort, who, by the way, Nehemiah was not the first person to attempt it, he had to win the art of the builders before winning their hands. That is very, very, every rebuilder, whether in a church or in a secular, you have been sent to pick up the pieces from a particular situation that have been hopeless. You must endeavor to win the arts of the people you meet there before you win their hands. Not that you go there and you sack everybody or you chase everybody or sideline them because you are biased. That is not what God wants us to do. Beloved, taking charge of change needs rebuilders. Taking charge of change needs rebuilders. Just as the foundation of socioeconomic issues are failing today, the foundation of our belief systems as Christians are failing when we look at what our so-called leaders at times are doing, not all the time. We therefore need rebuilders in the mode of Nehemiah today. Rebuilders in history and now have qualities, skills, and character that enable them to move the church and the society forward. If you read the book by Shoemaker, it says that rebuilders have five vital traits, and we tend to agree with it with him because I read, I read the book. The traits are needed by every one of us. Beloved, the traits that are essential to us include number one. I think we just look at three of the five traits in this episode. Number one, every rebuilder and every leader must have authenticity. We have addressed authentic leadership in previous season of biblical phronesis. Authenticity as a leadership quality is essential if you want to be a rebuilder. In this case, authentic leadership Show someone is worthy of belief. You can be trusted. Someone is not false or is not an imitation of another person. Number two, rebuilders or leaders also have the complexity capacity like Nehemiah because we face complex situations that may want to humble us. Nehemiah had to face open rebellion or open opposition from Sambalat and Tobias and even internal internal differences. So the capacity for complexity is an absolute must in all organizations that will proactively respond to change. Complexity should not scare us as leaders today. Number three, rebuilders must have a generosity mindset like Nehemiah who never took the, give, the governor's allocations. We can read Nehemiah 5.14 for that. Nehemiah 5.14 says, for the, for the entire 12 years that I was governor of Judah, from the 20th year to the 32nd year of the reign of King Atazis, 
neither I nor my officials drew on the official food allowance. Beloved, how many of our leaders today in public and private sector can truthfully attest to what Nehemiah have said here? You can give such a testimony. Even in some rat-infested parishes, rat-infested parishes, rats are the people that are there, they are eating the parish resources bit by bit, but you will not know. Before you realize the damage has been done, it will be a considerable length of time. Many leaders cannot say what Nehemiah said in this Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 14. We, can, we cannot say it. Many, many leaders are failing to say it. So certainly the hand of God was on Nehemiah and that hand was gracious as we read earlier. That is why leaders, especially in the ministry, must not take up assignment without divine sanction from God. You must pray to God and you must sanction that assignment that you have been given or else it may not end the way you anticipate. That shall not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. This is an introductory episode. We'll look at Nehemiah throughout the 12 episodes of this season. Now let's go to our biblical furnaces quickly. Number one, God is in the business of working through his people to accomplish impossible tasks. There is no impossibility in the dictionary of God. Ordinarily, if Nehemiah considered what has happened in Jerusalem and how some people have failed before him, he would have said, no, this is an impossible task. I'm just daydreaming. I cannot accomplish it. But no. Even as a cup bearer, he was influential enough you know, to, go, to get the permission of the king and he actually built the wall. We can read Nehemiah chapter 3 to see the people that assisted him in building the wall. Number two, biblical furnaces today. Rebuilders, you and I, or leaders, if you are the one actually leading, there has not been any challenge in that particular parish or workplace or department. Then you are leading, you are not rebuilding. You are actually a builder. Requires the gracious hand of God upon us. It's an essential thing. It's very, very essential. Because it's the hand that will keep us steady when the storm blows. Because the storm will blow, there will be opposition. Number three, BP. The hand of God on Nehemiah is the same hand on all rebuilders and all leaders today. God is one. There is no multiple God. God is one. He is I am that I am. Number four. Rebuilders win the art of followers before winning their hands. I cannot overstress this. I think I've been I, I, I've mentioned it more than once now. In anywhere we find ourselves, either in the private sector, in the corporate world, or in the church, it is incubate on us if we occupy a vital position to win the hearts, not through deception, genuinely, of the people that we are supposed to lead before we begin to give them assignment. And they will respond positively. Number five, the final biblical phrases is rebuilders are authentic. You have to be authentic. You cannot be an imitation. Rebuilders are generous. Generous with just and time. Rebuilders are covenant, like Nehemiah and Joshua. They are courageous, even in the face of complexity, because there is no simple task today in and outside of the church. 
Lord, let us pray. Father, King of glory, Lord of Lord, we thank you. We thank you, O Lord, for helping us to start this season 5 of Biblical Finances. We ask today, O Lord, that you lay your gracious hand upon every one of us, myself inclusive, in the mighty name of Jesus. Make us a rebuilder for you in this generation, in this our time. Let us be builders and not destroyers, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to win the heart before winning the hands of people you have put in our circle of influence, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for authenticity. We pray for a generous spirit. We pray for courage as we walk with you, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let do not allow these three things, three attributes, authenticity, generosity, confidence and courage, to go missing in our service unto you, in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, most precious name, to you Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.